Welcome in. You have found the fastest growing podcast for the food and beverage industry. It's Winning at Work. I'm Tony Moore, expert headhunter, semi-professional podcaster, and each and every week I'm interviewing CEOs, founders, and executives of the fastest growing food and beverage companies on planet Earth. I want to know what makes their brands and their companies different, better, special. My totally awesome brands featured here take us deep into the world of the good for you category, functional beverages, beer and wine, food tech, Nutritech, food as medicine, sustainability, recycling innovations, and the CBD and hemp world. If you want to learn how to build a brand and scale a brand, I've got you covered. You can subscribe to this on iTunes, on Spotify, which I prefer. You can follow me on LinkedIn. And I'm on Instagram at different, better, special brands. Now, what do I do? What's my day job? Well, I help companies attract talent. So when your organization is struggling to attract talent, give me a call. I'll share with you what makes my system different, better, and special, and why we're so effective. All right, enough about all that. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Winning at Work. I am joined again by and with Thaddeus Thorne. Good morning, Thaddeus. Good morning, Tony. How you doing? Doing great. Um, seems like the the world of plant-based food just continues to evolve. We keep discovering and finding more companies that are in this space that you know and love, or I should say for you, the natural space. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, they, and it seems like every day there's more and more coming out and People making choices with their dollars to uh, to vote for for these new brands and, and products that are better for you, better for the planet, more sustainable, everything. I think that the, the the thing that's happening in the overall industry right now, Tony, is just it's creating more and more awareness and making people aware of what's going on out there. You know, I think back in the day you had some of the older brands like Morningstar and things like that that were they've always been around, but now there's just so much more awareness brought to this whole space that people are getting more and more educated and starting to actually make choices, right? You have more choices to make and why not choose something that is a little bit better for you or better for the planet, things like that. And on top of that, we've had a lot of investment money come into this space because it's now very evident, massive trends. And that's where we're going to be going today. I actually have Jim Ellis. He is the chief revenue officer for MyCom Technology. Good morning, Jim. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. You have um, really addressed a lot of these issues online. I've I've noticed that you've been at the forefront of discussing like what's happening in this plant-based food space, it just in general. And you said a couple of things that are kind of interesting that, um, you know, plant-based foods, et cetera, they're not in decline, although there was a lot of talk, you know, around that. But rather, food service providers are actually increasing their plant-based offerings, by 2030, Compass is shifting to almost 40%, you know, into alternative proteins. Um, and I fit into this category now. 42% of Americans are reducing their consumption of red meat. You've got about, you know, 40 some odd percent that are considering, you know, how do they start making those adjustments in their in their diet? And this is what I want to see from a food service standpoint that uh, plant-based menu offerings are expected to grow by 35% by end of year 2020. This is, I mean, this is your wheelhouse. I mean, the company you work for now is literally supporting all of these trends. 
It sure is. And as backing out as an industry, we really need to get away from the sensationalism that accompanies the release of quarterly results by a company like Beyond, for example. We're over-relying, at least the folks who are releasing these types of stories about plant-based is on decline, in decline and plant is at its end and it's it's had its run and that sort of thing. They're taking one small, tiny subset of data from one public company and extrapolating that to the entire industry. And it couldn't be more wrong. And we're leading the revolution in the change to plant-based 2.0, let's call it. We don't call it that often, but nevertheless, where is it going to next? And where it's going to is going to continue to increase. So MyCom is a company that I actually got exposed to. And actually, Thaddeus and I both got exposed to MyCom when we had recently had a podcast with one of your investors. We were talking to Manatree, and they're a, they have a portfolio of really interesting companies. And we had noticed there was a company here that was dealing with mushroom fermentation. And we were like, that is, that's fascinating. You know, we kind of started diving into this, right? Thaddeus trying to figure out, yeah, what, what is, is this? this? What's going on? <laughs> what is it? Well, I appreciate the question because Mycotechnology is a very unique company. I've only been here a year. So the honeymoon is over, though, but still the star hasn't lost its shine by any means. And quite the contrary, I'm more excited than ever about what the platform at Mycotechnology is enabling. We're really on on an expedition and, and discovering new things through the power of Micellia. So what makes us different? What makes us better? What makes us special even, is just that. We're on an expedition that nobody else is pursuing like we are, especially at this scale. For us, it's about how how nature can work its wonders to help us better meet consumer demand. And we're doing it, and we say this constantly, we're harnessing the power of mushrooms to enrich lives around the world. And we're doing it all through mycelia. Can you maybe talk a little bit about what mycelia is? Well, I'll tell you what, I never gave it a thought before I came here. I never, ever gave it a thought before I came here. I just considered, if I did think about it, it was roots. And that is what it is. But mycelia is so much more powerful than that. It's the root system of mushrooms that spans the entire floor of the forest. And it creates some things that are much different than what you would what you would ever expect. Yeah, I was fascinated by that. And where this is not a science podcast, but... Of course, I dug in a little bit and discovered that mushrooms, they they digest things externally. And that's what this is all about, is all the enzymes and how it goes out and you know breaks down matter or whatever it can find. And then it enables the mushroom to then consume and grow. And somehow you guys have are harnessing this power. So the the company itself now, you kind of have positioned it as a ingredients company. So you're able to provide solutions kind of across the spectrum of what food companies, food brands are wanting to give the consumer? Am I understanding that properly? You are. You are. But let's not get off of Micellia for a minute, if you don't mind, if we touch on that just a little bit more, because that's really the foundation of it all within our platform, if you don't mind me touching on that just a bit more. Because I know that a lot of consumers probably like me when they think about mushrooms, they think about the mushroom itself sprouting out of the ground. That's the fruit of the fungus. It's the reproductive element or the organ, if you will, itself. And for us, this this root system that we're using, the, the mycelia that we're using that fuels our entire fermentation process, 
uh, you might think about it as simply extending into the ground and grabbing what it needs to make that mushroom viable, to make that mushroom possible. But it's actually fairly, actually significantly more than that. So I spoke earlier moments ago about how they're all throughout the floor of the forest. And really what it does is it makes up a network, a communication network, a supply chain network, and it actually transfers water and nitrogen and other elements all throughout the forest, not just for that mushroom. And in addition, like you were saying, Tony, it, it breaks down toxins, it breaks down indigestible material. So in one sense, maybe it's like the custodian of the forest, but we really like to use its secret power as nature chefs. And for us, that's really where it all starts. Yeah, I was even reading that is that apparently these are, as you were saying, it kind of covers the floor, that there was one in Oregon they found that has like a mm. two and a half mile radius. Oh, yeah. Wow. I feel like yeah, we're talking about like Avatar here. You I was that? just thinking <laughs> that. I'm serious. Like I, I don't want to be too – not not too much comic relief, but I mean that's seriously what comes to mind. Yes. It's like everything's interconnected, you know, and and it's you know. So I think that's where's the mother tree, you know, where right. <laughs> where <laughs> where does it all kind of link into? Um, well, you also had described, or well, the, the company is kind of presenting itself as you know you're really addressing the you know pervasive challenges that are kind of in the market. Would you like to kind of address some of these big kind of bold the mission that you're trying to address? Yeah, I appreciate that because they're the most important challenges there are in the food industry today. It's truly a company that focuses on the challenges that matter most to consumers and our world right now. These challenges are things that, that we've ignored way too long as an industry. And, and they're challenges that, frankly, if we don't address them, they can soon become emergencies. And I know I risk sounding alarmist, but it's the case. One of the challenges is salt and sugar. Uh, as an industry, we use salt and sugar to extremes. They're super cheap ingredients and they help products taste a lot better. But the problem is we use them way too much. And some call it the salt and sugar epidemic and probably rightfully so. Well, we've discovered solutions in nature that can help deliver on products unique and great flavors and do so without the need for the over-reliance on salt and sugar. So we can solve for that taste without loading things with so much salt and sugar. So that's one area, but there's two others that are equally important and, and maybe even more. And one of them is how do we feed a growing population? If our population grows from 8 to 10 million people or more, like it's projected to do, we'll need 70% more food. That means that we need sustainable solutions. It means we need to leverage all the options on the table. So when you look at something like Ferment IQ, which is our mushroom fermented protein, it's a solution that enables advances in the plant-based space that consumers really crave. So it helps feed that growing population, but it isn't just about feeding people because we do it fairly well today as an industry, but it's about how do we enable better nutrition. And that's the other thing that we're really trying to solve. So here we are, right, in the U.S., undoubtedly the richest country in the world. And only 12% of people get the required daily nutrition. Wow. So whether we're wow. here, yeah, it's amazing. So whether we're here where, you know, consumers are shifting to caring more about what they put in their body and, and making changes accordingly, or we're in areas where food scarcities are the, a real threat to communities, nutritiously feeding our world is a cause more than anything. It's a responsibility more than anything, as are these other challenges. 
that we take very seriously and that we work to enable every single day through this incredible platform. So, wow, that's a, that's a, that's very interesting information. So you've talked a little bit about flavor enhancement, but then also nutrition. Can you say a little bit more about, about the nutritional components and, and how that really affects the food and everything? Yeah. And Tony touched on it a bit earlier when he was talking about what micellia do throughout the forest. They start to break things down. They take away toxins. We spoke about, they start to digest in a sense. And what that does is it opens up, opens up the bioavailability of the nutrients and the protein. And it creates a product that your body craves, that your body, not just craves, that your body needs, that works within what your body needs and provides you the fuel that, that you need to truly feed your body in a nutritious way. In addition, since it goes through the fermentation process, it does so in a way that makes it more digestible. So as we're eating these things, we don't have to worry as much about the bloating and the discomfort that a lot of times you associate with some of the plant-based eating that we have. Interesting. So I know that, you know, we've talked, we've talked a little bit about plant-based, but this technology is not limited to that space, correct? Or is it? It's certainly not limited to that space. Of course, our protein is a plant-based protein. We have complete proteins, which is a great alternative to soy being an allergen that people tend to want to stay away from allergens. But in addition, when we look at the opportunity that we spoke about for flavor clarification and dealing with some of the off notes that there are in products, well, that extends far beyond plant-based. So when we think about what we can do with that, it's enabling people to take the right kind of supplements they, they want to take to eat food that's functional, that generally has an off taste. So as an important component of reducing bitterness and truly clarifying those flavors that that people want, that drive people to repeat purchases, our natural product, our mushroom extract, a natural flavor can do just that. Wow. So you're really just looking at the challenges of, you know, what happens in kind of that form, that color, that taste, and making it more accessible, more even appealing, if you will, not only having, not only functional, but also um, attractive. Yeah, functional and attractive. And people will continue eating things that taste good. And that's why we eat so many things with so much sugar. And I'm one of the worst culprits of that. But we really think that we've unlocked the sixth sense of eating. Sounds like the old movie, The Sixth Sense, no doubt. But when you think about the broad application of what we can do and how we can help consumers do what they want, which is to feed their body foods that, that are additive, that help progress them, that help maintain this machine that we have here, we really believe that we're able to do that in a way that others can't because people don't have to sacrifice with our product. They don't have to sacrifice in nutrition. They don't have to sacrifice in taste. People love our story. They love that we stand for causes that are greater than simply just corporate profitability, although we do have a strong commitment to our stakeholders, no doubt. People like the fact that they feel better, that they don't have the indigestion, that they can digest the product much better. And, and they feel better about buying the product overall because of these reasons. And, and when they do that, they do it, they enjoy it, and they tell their friends, and it leads to more sales. That's great. So we, you know, we've talked a little bit about the, the technology and what it can do and what the mission is. Let's talk a little bit about the go-to-market strategy for uh, for your company and, and how you guys really approach the business. Maybe you can talk a little bit about, um, you know, talk a little bit about that and, and where you're going with it. 
the most important thing we can do when we go to market is think about a variety of things that are that are most important to us. And it's about focus and it's about responsibility and it's about partnership. We have an incredible growth strategy and innovation team. They're leading the way to make sure that we focus on the most critical areas of our business. So we have unique commercialized ingredients and we're targeting the areas where we make the best impact. We're leveraging protein and in, in meat alternatives. We're enabling different functionality and performance in dairy alternatives. We're helping seafood alternatives taste much better. And that's a lot of fun because everybody likes to go out for different products as it relates to any of those different markets or, or have them at home. Well, but even the, in sports supplement. Yeah, you, you touched on one, which is seafood, which is like the next frontier for plant-based, right? You're seeing a lot of the, a lot of these companies coming around. And uh, so can you talk a little bit about that? Or can you talk about anybody that you might be working with in that space? Well, although we can't talk about people we're working with because we want to make sure that we protect, protect their confidentiality, there's no doubt that I can talk about what we do in that space. I, I have to and give minus be- 10 points to Thaddeus there. Jeez. <laughs> minus 10. You're you going so well, Thaddeus. That was a foul. Hey, it's only my second time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're totally right, though. I have really been waiting to see more and more in the seafood world. I, I really do. And um, – I know we've all kind of argued, look, documentaries are, you know, uh, sensational, right? And there's been some pretty sensational ones out there about seafood. So I'm really curious to know a little bit more about this because I'd love to find some alternatives that uh, are more sustainable. Yeah, some of the plant-based seafood that's out there, the newest stuff, some of it's winning awards, you know, from nationally recognized non-plant-based press. (laughs) So the press that's out there front and center for everybody. And it's neat to see when they make that type of progress. It's neat to see the different texture, the different uh, the different realness of it, if that's if that's a word. And really what we enable throughout that is that consumer experience where they taste it and they say, you know what, I can definitely eat this. I enjoy this. And it's a great alternative if I if I want to. Uh, have more of a plant-based focused if I want to, uh, whatever my cause is, right? People may come here for to the plant-based space for nutrition. They might come that, come here because of sustainability reasons. Maybe it's for animal rights. But whatever the case, we see it as our mission to help enable that taste a little bit better than it is or a lot better than it is in some cases and to unlock the nutrients with it. And outside of plant-based, when we talk about go-to-market, it's about supplementation. It's about wellness. It's about functionality. And we consistently perform well in that space. But when we're talking about go-to-market strategy, we can't overlook the fact that we balance all of these improvements, all of this progress that we're making across all these different categories with our need to continue our expedition. Because we have this unique platform, our mushroom fermentation platform. It has 55 patents and another 30-something pending. So we've built this thing and patented it to pursue continued development. The next discoveries that will truly impact our world, equally impact our world like we are today. I was looking at just because, you know, Thaddeus and I were kind of talking about the business strategy and, and Thaddeus coming from the business world and, and, you know, in sales for retail and food service. Do you see a, a more of a trend that you're going to be found more in retail solutions or do you find that? This is going to be maybe more adopted food service, or maybe it's just going to be kind of broadly adopted. Well, 
It's funny that you ask that because when I came here originally, I thought, of course, it'll be retail because that's what we always hear about in the news. And that is the case. We're making huge impacts in retail. Some of the best brands that are on the market are either improving their products or innovating with us and coming up with some really, really unique and great things. And it's fun to see. But now that I'm here for a little bit over a year, I've got my uh, got my legs under me, and I understand the fact that that our applications apply equally to food service, and we're making significant gains there with some of the biggest players in the space. And I think part of it is because of the uniqueness. Part of it is because of the consumer experience that it that it creates. But I think the other thing, like I spoke about earlier, and I can't get past it, is the level of responsibility that we have as a company. We're driven to make a difference. Yeah, you you certainly are. And I think we're just kind of, we're really just kind of anticipating, you know, what's going to happen next. And I know we can't really talk about that, but you guys seem to be totally invested in the future of food. And it's a, uh, it's just kind of an exciting time. Um, I know we've, we've kind of been talking a little bit abstract and it's hard to get super granular just because, it gets into your customers and things like that. And, and we can't do that. And we can't get into, you know, your future um, uh, partnerships, which literally stay tuned. I feel like is, yeah, is, no it is, right? is, is, is the right it's answer coming. for that. So what, are, you know, tell us a little bit about the day in the life of being chief revenue officer, a little bit about that portion of your life. Cause I think that's something Thaddeus would totally relate to as well. I want to talk about that, but do you mind if we talk for a moment about what's next? Because I do have a perspective on what I think is important. Great. So let's do that. If we look at what's next in the world of plant-based, originally the world of plant-based, let's just talk specifically about that, was about simply having alternatives. Now we're progressing to where there are alternatives that actually have significantly better nutritional value, better taste, and more convenience. They're intuitive on how to prepare them. And when we look at what the next phase is beyond that, in my opinion, it's about companies that understand not only that, but that really promote their story, that really promote their cause. When we look across millennials and when we look across the I generation adults, 18 to 23 year olds, 61, 61% of them say that they'd switch to a company that support a cause that they believe in. So when you're looking at a company that is supplying you ingredients and you're seeing that they're making a difference, not only in the plant-based space, but in food and beverages as a, as a whole, when you see and you start hearing about news on how they're impacting economies and how they're impacting food scarcity, which we'll hear more and more about, and when you see that they're doing it in a way that protects our people on our planet, in a plant that won the 2020 Sustainable Plant of the Year Award from Food Engineering Magazine, I don't know what could fit better with a cause that people care about more than this type of thing. I don't know what kind of consumer wouldn't want to be attached to a brand that has that story, because the answer is that they all would. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I think a big challenge for people adopting plant-based has been this whole idea of nutrition. So there's companies that have gone out there simply with a mission to eliminate, uh, you know, animal products and things like that, but they've kind of 
kind of skirted around the whole nutritional aspect of it. And I think there's some people waiting on the sidelines to really dive deep into plant-based. Um, so there's, there's that component of it. What I'd be curious to also know is a little bit about cost. So the interesting thing is, you know, anytime you go out and you try to eat plant-based, it's like you get punished. There's an upcharge for plant-based, right? And, and, and actually, you know, I'm a, I have celiac disease. And so for me, it's like, oh, if I want to be gluten-free, it's $4 extra, right? And so what I'm really getting at is, is kind of inclusion and how do we get to that level and can your technology help with that? That's uh, one of the biggest and most important things that is ahead of us, the idea of price parity. You know, I know on your on your podcast recently, you had George from Plantera, and he spoke specifically about price parity. It's an important thing to look at. And prices are already decreasing. Your price is decreasing in the plant-based space with Impossible, for example. They've lowered retail and food service prices by like 15 to 20% over the past 20 months. Beyond expects to underprice some of the animal counterparts in one or more types by 2024. And you heard George's comments in your podcast about how some of the meat prices are actually raising. So as the meat prices raise and as the prices in our space decrease, you start to see that that gap decrease and you see more people interested in making that shift. The other thing is this, when we think about prices changing, raw materials, they obviously have a huge impact, right, on the prices of plant-based space. And peas, they're grown, grown in a limited number of regions and they're sold throughout the world. And so that's a challenge that's actively being addressed by people in our space, pushing to plant significantly higher amounts of the crop around the globe. And that will impact the crop pricing with the supply lever. And then when we think about different things like big business involvement and technology advancement, big business involvement, we've heard recently about the Kraft Heinz partnership with Notco, Hormel with the Better Meat Co. and others that are coming. The reason that this is important is because these these large multinationals, they have better know-how and demand generation. They have broader and more advanced distribution networks, and they have stronger influence with retail. We know that the, the price factor is a factor of demand as well. So when we can get the product out there more, beginning with some of the big company involvement and, and with the newer meat alternative companies in the space, this can help propel space, uh, can help propel sales forward. That can create the need to advance technology. So companies further invest in the technologies that help them realize the economies of scale and help us reduce that price gap. Absolutely necessary, right? To, to, to get things moving in the right direction, we need to address the price gap and make it more, more accessible. That'll help uh, all over the world. So I want to talk a little bit more about your business strategy. And um, the thing that keeps coming to mind is like the Intel inside, right? Which is kind of the old, the old go-to byline with, uh, with ingredients and things like that. And so tell, talk a little bit more about your strategy as it comes to building your business and how you balance being that component that can really help a lot of different companies, but yet, you know, you're still wanting to build your business and whatnot. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, when we go to market and we talk to our branded CPG clients that we work with, branded CPG partners, even in a lot of cases, what they really strive for is realizing that next level of differentiation. What they really strive for is unlocking what consumers want. 
And what that requires is a product that an ingredient that enables their product to perform differently. And that is the the Intel inside or fermented foods IQs, which is our trust mark that we're building. And what this is enabling the brand to do is to tell a different story. And earlier we spoke about the story of corporate social responsibility, which we take incredibly seriously. But this one is a story about what fermentation does and what it does for consumers and what it enables for them. And it's interesting because when I first came here, I was telling my team, I don't care if we talk about fermentation. Let's just talk about the benefits of fermentation because people don't know much about it. Well, then we did a nationwide study and we found out that consumers are far more advanced in their understanding of fermentation than we even thought, than we even knew. In fact, 70% of our calories every day come from fermented foods and consumers more and more understand what the benefits are that are associated with fermentation. So it was really interesting to see and really helped us as we speak with some of these brands about what they can do with fermented products. So help me actually understand that a little bit about that. What What is, you know, what is the benefit of fermentation? Because I, I actually certainly am a neophyte when it comes to that. Well, it was sort of what we were, well, that's sort of completely what we were chatting about earlier as it relates to what fermentation does to the ingredients in terms of bioavailability of products, in terms of the in, the effect on digestibility on opening up different nutrients that your body needs. So rather than just filling your belly with something that's simply an alternative, you're filling your belly with something that's an alternative that's providing the nutrients that you need. When you can get a plant-based protein that's not an allergen, that's a complete protein, first of all, it has all the amino acids that you need, just like beef or just like soy, but not an allergen. And when you can do so in a way that that opens up those nutrients and that enables the digestibility that we have. That's something that that really unlocks and connects to a need that consumers need, that consumers expressly need constantly. I think what's it kind of has come full circle now because one of my first questions was really what makes you guys be, you know different, better, special. What that you know what that is translates a hundred percent to what your branded CPG companies can now talk about. I mean, that's, I, I love how you just said that though, that is the Intel inside. I wasn't, I didn't quite get your reference at first. And then I got the little audio clip in my head of Intel. And so, oh, the computer chip, got it. Um, I thought that was some special food service code or something. No, you're talking about the dun, 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 that little thing. I'm uh-huh. tone deaf apparently, but that. Welcome to the podcast, Tony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plus 10 for Thaddeus, minus 10 for Tony (laughs) for being an idiot. There's one thing we just can't get away from, though. I mean, it's one thing to have this platform that's patented 55 times over and more to come. There's, you know, one thing to have these ingredients that are so unique and different with the provenance, with the story that they have. But none of it's truly possible without the specialness of the people that all make it happen. And that's something that I just can't overlook for a minute because we're a team of scientists and not me, <laughs> scientists and food scientists and business professionals professionals that really view ourselves more as of explorers than anything. So we believe and we know that we're building something new. It's not available around the world. We hear a lot about fungal fermentation. A lot of that's just mold. We're doing it with mushrooms. It's entirely different mushrooms versus mold. And it's something that overall it brings it brings excitement, it brings fun, it brings passion 
but also with a newer stage company, a younger company like we are, it also brings complexity, uncertainty, and probably sometimes a frustration that comes with forging a new path. So our team, what I'm always impressed about beyond just their, their sheer expertise and professionalism is the fact that they maintain a forward focus, that they maintain a, a constructive and collaborative approach to building the business, to, to pursuing our, our expedition whether it's focusing on new discoveries or forming the right solution for, for our customers or defining our continuously emerging culture. So I can't overlook the people. That, that's really such a giant difference here at Mycotechnology. Yeah, clearly that's what's enabled you guys to just be as successful as you have and, and have all your, your patents. You keep, you've mentioned the word explorer quite a bit. So as we wrap up, I'm curious – if people want to explore more about the company and kind of where they can find this, you know, in products, other than going to your your webpage, is there another way they can kind of figure out like, hey, I want to start trying these things? How, how can they discover where to to buy the end product? Well, there's a couple of different ways, and I'm glad that you asked that, Tony, because one of the ways that I want people to explore with us is truly to come here, to come to Denver, to come to Aurora, Colorado. When you walk in this facility, right away, you understand that it's different. You're able to be walked through this process of fermentation where you see that that what our micellia is being fed is simply fruits and vegetables to grow. So we grow it through this fermentation and we grow it through this process that we have in our platform and then introduce it to our fermentation process where it biotransforms the materials in a way that's completely natural. You're left with, with real products. You're left with food. So it's not that a situation like in the mold space where you're adding, you know, uh, milk proteins or, or egg proteins or flavors or colors or any of that stuff. It's all exactly what nature built. It just has steel wrapped around it. So on one hand, I really want people to come out here and to see it and to experience it and to collaborate with us so we can talk about what could be. That's what an exploration is all about anyway, isn't it? Well, what people, could be? Yeah, I, I would stuff. suggest you, you let Jim know before you show up. Um, yeah. I would just, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. you know, don't – Maybe a heads up. Don't, you know, I know it sounds like an open invitation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I live in Chicago, by the way. So, yeah, give me a, a minute to get on the flight and come out here. But yeah, the other way to try it is we're we're publicly out in the open with some of our some of our customers. We've of course I mentioned George from Plantera. We've had press releases with Plantera. Ozo Foods is a great way to take a look at the Ozo brand from Plantera. is a great way to experience what the plant based space could be because they're certainly out in front. And then also we've launched our texturized protein just to gain consumer awareness of what mushroom fermented proteins can do. We've launched it in a product called Good Side Foods that you can buy on Amazon specifically. Good Side so we're Foods. Doing that Spell too. that. Let's, let's, let's yeah. get that out there. G-O-O, yeah, it's G-O-O-D-S-I-D-E, foods. So that's something that when consumers are looking to experience, okay, what could this be before I go and try the products that are available on retail? Uh, or or when I'm trying the products in retail, it really helps them understand what the product could be and what they can do with it. So it's either on Amazon or goodsidefoods.com. 
And that's a good place to start to get your, your feet wet with what this next level of plant-based protein can be. So obviously being a, a B2B, it's really going to be up to the end customer how they want to introduce the idea of your, you know, whether they're in partnership with you or not. So that's probably the best way to go is check out Plantera, which is Ozo Foods. I love that too. Ozo, Ozo good. I love how they, that little play on <laughs> words. Have, have you ever tried that, Thaddeus? Have you ever tried the Ozo brand? No, I haven't. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, time, but, I'm, but I, I definitely need to. You really should. It's um, it's a, it's a clever, a way, and I think what I love about them is that they're not into the guilting. You know, it's not. It's try it because it tastes good. You know, use it because right. it tastes good. It makes you feel good. Not it's a it's a fun brand. You know, I I, I like that. Um, I like that, Jim. Let me ask you this. You know, we're talking about the consumer, but but on your end, how about other companies that might want to work with you? How do they uh, how do they approach that? How do they get in touch with you? I hope they'll reach out to us directly. We're at many of the different trade shows. There's shows, there's no doubt, and that's a great place as we're going back to the world of trade shows. But I wish they'd just reach out directly, like so many of them have been doing. Of course, they can go to MycoIQ, M-Y-C-O-I-Q.com. But they can also email me, J-E-L-L-I-S at MycoIQ.com. They can call me directly. They can, well, not show up. So we won't go that far. Tony already specified. Maybe they want to give me a heads up. Yeah, we got a couple of rules. We, we, we don't date ourselves um, and we don't give out phone numbers. So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And the other thing is that when these folks start to engage us, it's really interesting because those companies that we're working most closely with, we're talking to them directly about what the future holds through mycotechnology because this platform is just that. It's a platform today that enables an entirely different level of plant-based protein. It's a platform today that unlocks different flavor clarification and bitter blocking and makes foods taste better. But what's around the corner is every bit as exciting as what we've, as what we've accomplished so far. We've seen some news internationally, and there's other news, there's other developments, game-changing discoveries that we'll be announcing over the course of the year. But they all align with this central vision this responsibility that we take so seriously and and it's core to who we are and we call it harnessing the power of mushrooms to enrich lives around the world well we so appreciate you taking time out to really kind of introduce to everyone this it, it is fascinating i know i use that word a lot but that's what i love about the food and beverage space there's a lot of fascinating things and this is probably one of the most fascinating because it's a it's a science it's a technology and it just makes everything better. So, Jim, fantastic. You get a plus 30 for your first plus podcast episode. Wow. So, you, uh, you're the winner. And, wow, um, okay, okay. I'll you've come out that. on top. Do you have any closing, <laughs> uh, uh, closing comments, uh, Thaddeus, you'd like to, like to add as, as, we, as we wrap up here today? No, thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. Uh, really, really interesting information here. And uh, love what you and your company are doing for the food industry. Definitely necessary. Um, and, and looking forward to seeing what you have coming in the future. 
it's coverage like this, you guys, that makes such a difference to advancing what we do in the space. And I appreciate the opportunity to spend time with you guys today to share what we're doing. There's so much more to it that we can't possibly cover in a half hour or hour long this ends up being. So we'd certainly love people to be out here directly with us, experience it firsthand. Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you. Fantastic. And we'll have to have a follow-up just to see what is going on in the world of mushrooms. And by the way, when I... I was kind of joking around with Thaddeus. I said, you know, um, typically we got a lot of product samples. And I said, I can't imagine getting mushrooms. And he was like, I don't know. It depends on what kind of mushrooms we get. So <laughs> that's right. We're, we're, this could be a lot, lot more interesting. This could have been a whole lot around. more interesting had you sent us some fermented mushrooms. So next time, <laughs> load us up. Thanks so much. Everyone have a great day. Thank you. All right. Thank you.